0: Welcome to Fire Talk Radio, teaching the unfiltered Word of God with the anointing of His Spirit, with subjects on eternity and the choices we make that determine our eternal destiny. Hello everyone, welcome to Fire Talk Radio. I'm so glad you joined me tonight. I'm very excited to let you know that Dr. Frank Summerall uh, will be continuing his teaching tonight on the Book of Daniel. I just wanted to welcome everyone from from wherever you're listening to, whatever time zone, whatever part of the world you're listening from. And a, a, a quick a belated happy birthday to the Marines there, uh, and um, and also to uh, the veterans. Thank you to everybody in the in the armed services that have served. I. Um, I salute you, and I am truly grateful for your service. And tonight uh, is Dr. Frank Summerall's Bible study. He's going to continue in the Book of Daniel. And Dr. Frank Summerall is a mighty man of God. He's um, he's a general in the army of God, and he also loves God and he loves he loves Jesus and he loves souls and he loves people. And with no further ado, I'm going to hand it over to Dr. Frank Summerall and. Brother Frank, take your liberty in the Holy Ghost.
1: Thank you so much. We're glad to be with you tonight. God is doing great things throughout all of the world. And we're living in exciting times. We're living in the end of the end times. And uh, the thing what we're reading about, which will give a discussion of the Antichrist, that's been kicked around there for such a long time. But what you might not know and don't understand is this just as we have, the Christians, have the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Antichrist will have an unholy trinity, the beast, the false prophet, and the Antichrist himself. So these unholy trinity, we're going to see, and they will formulate. They will come together and form. See, some men have actually tried to portray and declare that the beast is a mechanical situation that will control the world, but the Bible declares the beast to be a person. One of the ways and the motives of media is to get everybody into fear and to shroud the attack on mankind. That's what the enemy tries to do, as the media just recently was trying to engender fear into the hearts of the American people in regard to the Ebola manifestation. So, all of the works of the enemy is predicated on fear. But we, as God's people, we don't walk in fear, we walk in faith, which is diametrically opposed to the saints' walk. That's where we are today. In the 11th chapter of the book of Daniel, we find these interesting statements in regard to the Antichrist. It's a system and a man. In the 11th chapter, it's brought before our eyes that God's people that they are made to see the Antichrist, the great tribulation, the resurrection, the judgment, and all the rewards and punishments. And <clears throat> noting what we see here, we we see a number of things. So you might ask, where do you receive your information? Well, we have some of Brother Sumroth's material. We have some of Brother Dake's material. We have other prophets and other men and other different variations that we have in regard to what we've been studying. And it, it's right down, down the line. So let's look at here for a moment Turn your Bibles and turn to Daniel chapter eleven, verse one. In the first year of Darius to me, I even I now Daniel is saying this, stood up and confirmed the strength of him. So Gabriel, now again, that the archangels of God with Gabriel as the angel of communication, Michael is the angel of war, and Lucifer at one time was the angel of worship. Those were the archangels of God. So Gabriel is the messenger that comes down to inform Daniel that two years earlier he had stood with Michael, angel of war, to confirm and strengthen him. it was Michael's responsibility to overthrow and cast down the prince of Babylon so that the prince of Persia could rule and bring all these things into alignment. Exciting times. In Daniel chapter 11, verse 3, Then a mighty king shall arise, who shall rule with great dominion, and do according to his will. Now this mighty king, as you might have supposed, if you know anything about history, was Alexander the Great. This was the mighty king. Following this, going down to about verse 5, The king of the south shall become strong, as well as one of his princes, and he shall gain power over him and have dominion. His dominion shall be a great dominion. Now, Ptolemy, now we're talking about Egypt now, was one of Alexander's trusted generals, according to history. He ruled the southern portion of the Greek Empire, including Egypt. Now, let's go a little further. Look at Daniel 11, beginning by verse 25. He shall stir up his power and his courage against the king of the south and a great army. And the king of the south shall be stirred up to battle a very great and mighty army. He shall not stand, for they shall devise plans against him. That means a coalition will take place. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) And what is it? Verse 26, it says, Yes, those that eat the portion of his delicacies shall destroy him. His army shall be swept away, and many shall fall down slain. Verse 27, both these kings' hearts shall be bent on evil. They shall speak lies at the same tables and shall not prosper. The end will still be at the appointed time. So Antiochus, which is what we're talking about, comes home to Syria in glory and victory after congregation. Now over to verse 28 of that chapter. While returning to his land with great riches, his heart shall be moved against the Holy Covenant. That's Israel. And he shall do damage and return to his own land. Thought his way back He had and he broke his covenant with Palestine, and he came back and did some destruction. Then over to verse 36, now all these things will fall into alignment. The king shall do according to his own will, and he shall exalt and magnify himself, as notice this, above every god. You see that? And shall speak blasphemies against the god of gods. Now that's almighty god and shall prosper until the wrath has been accomplished, for what has been determined shall be done. Now, watch this. This gives the very information about the Antichrist in detail. It's an amazing thing that God doesn't speak in, you know, nebulous terms. He speaks directly. Such power, such glory, and such majesty. And this is said about the Antichrist. He shall Regard neither the God of his fathers, nor the desire of women. Now that means so kind of a strange dude there. Nor regard any God, for he shall exalt himself above them all. But in their place you shall honor the God of fortresses, God of which his fathers did not know, shall honor with gold and silver, with precious stones and pleasant things. He will act against the strongest fortress with a foreign god, which he shall acknowledge and advance his glory, and shall cause him to rule over many and divide the land for gain. At the end of the time, the king of the south shall attack him, and the king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind, with chariots, horsemen, many ships. He shall enter the countries and overwhelm them and pass through. He shall enter the glorious land. Now we're talking about Israel. And many countries shall be overthrown, the throne, and those that escape from his hand, Edom, Moab, as the prominent people of Haman, He shall stretch out his hand against the countries, and the land of Egypt shall not escape. Now, watch this. The little horn, spoken about, about the king of the north, it even identifies him as the man of sin. Identifies the beast in the book of Revelation, the same person. The future of the Antichrist, all these things tied in together. The purpose of the vision was to show Daniel what will happen until your people in the latter days tells us that in Daniel chapter 10, verse 14. So the character of the Antichrist is related in these verses that we just read, 36 to 42, and then 39, and all these other verses that we have. Now, what's most interesting about that is we have a lot said about the Antichrist. That even Now, some people say, well, where is he going to come from? The Bible even says where he will come from. He has to come from those... 10 Roman Empire kingdoms, it has to come from that range. He cannot come from America. He cannot come from Europe. He cannot come from India. He cannot come from an Asian country. He cannot come from the, It has to be the fact that God has even said through His Word that He's called the Assyrian. He is called the Assyrian. Now, I'll come back to that in just a minute. And that was the title that He was called. He is called that very name, the Assyrian. And uh, that's what it said here. We read all these things, talking about that, talking about what it is in relationship to that. Now, this is even more interesting because as we see, given in Daniel, and Daniel went all the way from 616 B.C. all the way through to the time where Jesus Christ comes with his saints, not for his saints, with his saints. So imagine the period of time all the way from Daniel's time, all the way through to the end of time. Now, in the Scripture, we have many inferences and locations in regard to talking about the Antichrist. It's called not only the fact of a person, that it's a system. Well, let's look what John has to say. This is in over here in the New Testament, in Second John. He even says more about that in relationship with the Antichrist. And which is most interesting, as we look together and define these scriptures, notice what God is saying about the last days. Now, we also know, too, that the time of the tribulation shall be about seven years. We also know, too, there's half of the tribulation, three and a half years. The other three and a half, the first three and a half years will not be so dangerous, and destructive. But the last years, he will pull the mask off and show who he really is. And that will be a different story. Over here, John, as he's talking about the whole information. Now, let's go to verse 20 of 1 John chapter 2. But you have an unction from the Holy One. You know all things. That's by the Spirit of God as I have written unto you, because you know the truth, and because you know it, that no lie is in the truth. Verse 22, who is a liar? But he that denies that Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist. You see that? So that cannot be the Antichrist as per se. This is a spirit of Antichrist, which has attached itself to the world. We're finding that more every day. No matter what country you go to, we're finding great opposition sometimes to the gospel because there is an antichrist spirit that wants to pull down the truth. The Bible says only the truth shall make you free. And as you know the truth, the application of truth. Remember, when the children of Israel, when they were ready to leave Egypt and they put the blood on the doorpost. That means the blood did not get there unless they did it themselves. So it's the application of truth that's so important. That's why the word of God is so effective because it's not going to just jump in you. You have to read it. You have to accept it. You have to receive it because the truth of the word of God will tell you everything that you need to know. Everything that you need to know. Now, let's watch this again. Reading over here in First John, it said it even called him an antichrist. So that is a spirit of antichrist. That he's antichrist, and that the one that denies the Father and the Son, whosoever denies the Son, the same hath not the Father. But he that acknowledges the Son has the Father also. Then he goes on to say a little bit more than that too. Abide but you've heard from the beginning that what you have heard from the beginning you shall remain, and you also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he promised us, even eternal life. Now, what we're dealing with now is the spirit of Antichrist. Just like it says, anti means it's against. So Antichrist would mean against Christ, against Christ. I would never believe years ago that the Bible could be taken from our schools just by one woman. She didn't like, she was an atheist. She said that she didn't want the Bible in the school. She was determined, and she got her way. How could we allow that to happen, and yet it happened right before our eyes? There's other nations of the world, we know and other nations of the world, where they do not permit the Bible in their land. You have to kind of be sneaky to get it in. But I heard recently that in China, they're actually printing Bibles now. Imagine that. They are printing the Word of God. Years ago, you had to kind of sneak it in. You had to kind of get it under the radar. But the Lord is allowing that to happen so that people will have the Word of God and read it and take it on the inside which belongs. The Word of God comes on the inside of us. It, it It's not a situation where, it, uh, like I said before, that every time that you read the Word, it does not just say read. It says study the Word of God. That means you take a pen, you take a pencil, you have paper, you take notes, whatever the Holy Spirit speaks to you, you stay on your knees and receive what God wants you to give. That's what we're talking about right there. Something more than just idly just you know, shooting off at the mouth. That's not where we're at. We're at the principle of the fact of the Word of God. We believe the Word of God to be true. We know the Word of God is true. Took over 40 authors to put the Word of God together over a span of 1,600 years. And we have the Word of God with us. Thank God that we have the Word. But the tragedy is this, that I don't know how many people, I remember several years ago, working with Dr. Sumrall, and we were going to pray for people in different houses. I had my friend with me. We went in the house, and I didn't bring a Bible that day, but I just asked for one, and guess where it was? It was not on the coffee table. They had to find the Word of God in that house. They got it. They had to bring it down out of a bookcase. It was dusty, and it looked like it hadn't been read in years. Had no markings in it at all. And I said, When's the last time you read that word? And they sheepishly said, Well, but we have our own Bible. That was the way they kind of got around it a little bit. I said, Yeah, but you should not have the Word of God up there. You had to knock the dust off it in order to even read it. Showing you where they were in relationship. See, the Bible does say this that the Word of God is living. Anytime it talks about quick. Having to do with the fact of living. The Word of God is living. The Word of God lives through us. That's the importance of the Word. Now, as we look here in John, talking about the spirit of Antichrist, which we have all over the world, we have the spirit of Antichrist in the nation. Now, did you realize it's getting stronger in some places than others? It has to depend sometimes on who has been teaching, who has been preaching. You know, what has been going on in that state, what has been going on in certain areas. Now, I find God doing great things everywhere. We were in St. Pete in a wonderful church down there. We had a great time. The Lord's power was so gracious, so wonderful. People were getting healed. They were getting blessed. The knowing of God was so strong. Condition was coming. All the wonderful things were happening. My wife was an assistant. She was working with me, praying for people talking to them, praying for them, loving them. It it was wonderful, wonderful. But you do have some churches that don't allow that to happen. They want to control the spirit of the living God. And in that control, when they do that, then that's when the spirit lifts. Now, you say, what does that got to do with the Antichrist? We're living in days today that the Antichrist spirit is alive and well on planet Earth. We're finding that when you call yourself a Christian, for example, if you get onto Facebook and you start preaching on Facebook, nine times out of ten they're going to cut you off. <laughs> they sure will. If you start preaching powerful and spirit and anointing and the glory and the fire and whoo, you you get excited and start doing some of that on Facebook, they're going to say, I think you need to depart from the Facebook era, and so they they will try to try to move you aside because of the fact that you're getting too strong. So that spirit we're talking about, we need to have the spirit of God in us to overcome any part of the enemy. Now, we're looking at some things here, because what we're dealing with, going in that spirit realm, I, I was studying this afternoon, and this really hit me, that in, again, 1 John, now, look at over here at chapter 4. It says, Believe, beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because there are many false prophets that have gone out into the world. Basically, what that is saying, there are antichrists that you're going to meet up with, and they will challenge what you have to say. I'm amazed at some of the churches you get into, and they're not preaching the full gospel. I'm amazed at going to some places and seeing that some people operate in a lesser form than what they had been taught years ago. I'm amazed at some of the things happening around about me. But brother and sister, we're living in the last days. But while living in those last days, we have great opportunities. Because God is gonna start drawing people to Himself. God's healing people, setting people free, causing the glory to come, His power to come, his majesty to show up. Now, this is talking about false prophets that are in the world. So every spirit notice that but try the spirit. How do you try the spirit? You try the spirit by knowing which is the spirit what is the spirit saying. If it's not in agreement with the word of God, of course it's wrong. That's where it starts at. And then verse 2, it says, hereby, here's here's how you know it. You know the Spirit of God, that every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is coming to flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is coming to flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit, okay? Now, what did I say just before? This is the spirit of Antichrist. Where have you heard that it should come? Well, honey, it's already in the world. It's right here, right now, where you've heard that it should come. And even now, already is in the world. That means it's already on the world, already in the world. But what are we going to do with it? We're going to confront just like, oh, I I feel this strong, just like Elijah confronted the prophets of Baal, so we need to confront these false prophets. We need to confront them with the word of God. We need to speak what's in our hearts. We don't need to be silenced. We need to be heard. Hallelujah. That's what God wants. He's going to put such a fire on the inside of those that listen right now. The power of the spirit, the anointing, the glory of God is going to start forming inside of you, and in the midnight hour, you will feel the Spirit of God moving in you and causing things to come inside your heart and things to come inside your life, things that you've never even thought about, that God is moving by the power of the Spirit because we're living in the last day. And he's preparing us. Uh Oh, it's time to get out and fight because the next verse gives a declaration having to do with this fact. It said, when this is, right now, he said, you're of God, little children. And overcome them. Why? Because greater is He that is in you, than He that is in the world. Ha ha! Did you get that? Because we have God inside of us, we're gonna know which one is in a Christ spirit. We're gonna know what they're trying to stop, put down our throats. We're gonna know what they're trying to pull. But I say, stick with the Word of God. That's what counts right there. The power and the spirit of Almighty God. So in these days, we will see not only the spirit of Antichrist, and in the development of the spirit of Antichrist, what's going to come of us are false prophets. These false prophets have come into the world today because there's no one to stand against them. Did you know right now at this time, there are many, I don't even know the number now, but there are many people who call themselves Jesus Christ. Imagine that. All I would do is see one of those birds, I said, where are the nail prints in your hands? Yeah. That's how you're going to know him. You're going to know him by the nail prints in his hands, the things that went through his body, how he was racked with pain, how they put the crown of thorns in his head, how they put the spear in his side, how they beat him, how they even pulled off his beard. The Bible says that he was so disfigured by the punishment that he didn't even look like a man. He didn't even look like a man. When we see Jesus, the efficacious wounds of Jesus shall and will be seen. Oh, how wonderful. How wonderful. We can hardly even express ourselves with that attitude. But what I'm getting down to base facts is this. Is the Antichrist. It will be a system. It will be a spirit. But the spirit of Antichrist shall be cut down and taken away by men and women full of the Holy Ghost and fire, full of God's power, full of God's anointing, full of God's peace, joy, righteousness, full of the things that God has put inside of our being. And we are not fearful. The Bible says the righteous are like a lion. <laughs> a lion does not walk in fear. A lion is the king of the jungle. Notice this too, that the lion of the tribe of Judah is roaring. <laughs> Did you get that? The lion of the tribe of Judah, that's Jesus. He's roaring against sin. He's roaring against all of the things that have come against the children of the most high God the different ways of destruction the enemy has planned. He has canceled them by his blood. He's canceled them. Hallelujah. That has put the fire of God in us. In that same chapter, it tells us because of this happening, we need to connect with one another in a greater measure. Let's look at verse 7 and in verse 8. Beloved, let us love one another. The lovers of God, and every one that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. For he that loveth not knows not God, for God is love. That's how we have to portray to one another, come back forth to one another, speak to one another, love one another, help one another, encourage one another, do all we can for one another. That's what we're to do. Now, as we look to the spirit of Antichrist. More than that, the person of the Antichrist. Let's go to Revelation chapter 13. Now, this is the great chapter here, talking about the Antichrist, the person, the person of the Antichrist. Notice where it's at. it said, it, it, this is talking about in the 13th chapter, and I stood on the sand of the sea. Now, that means that all this symbolic having to do with the fact that he came out of a great multitude of people. And I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads, ten horns upon his horn, ten crowns, and upon his head the name of Blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, his feet was the feet of a bear, his mouth is the mouth of a lion, and the dragon, who is the devil, gave him his power. The devil gave this creature the power. Now, notice... In Greek, power has two words. It has the word for permission, power, that has to do with exousia. And then the other word is dunamis, or denomis, or however you want to say it. That's the explosive power. This power here is the power of provisions to do things. That's what it's talking about. <coughs> Excuse me. As we notice this thing, now now, watch this, watch this. Because this explained it in a greater measure. He gave unto his power and his seat and great authority. Three things. The power, his seat, and great authority. Verse 3. And I saw one of his heads which were wounded to death, and a deadly wound was healed. Notice that. That is the miracle that happens. Someone's going to try to take him out and then he's going to come back to life again, and they're going to wonder at this beast. All the world will wonder about him. Verse 4, they worship the dragon, which gave power to the beast. And they worship the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? There was given unto him a mouth speaking great things of blasphemy, and power was given unto him to continue. Now, get these time periods. 42 months, that's three and a half years. And so, notice what we said here, and what happened to that, and he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God, that's the God of the heavens, that's the God of the universe. He's not afraid of God. Well, let me ask you a question, if we in America here, if we would return to the fear of the Lord The Bible says that's the beginning of wisdom. We need to make full circle. We need to come back to the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And in that fear, and in that worship, and in that awesome time we have with our God, we will worship you and praise him and adore him and love him and serve him and bless his name. We need to come back full circle whatever our thinking was at one time, to come back to truth, to come back to worship, come back to pray, come back to adore him, come back to love him. Oh, we can never love him too much. We can never love him too much. As I feel the anointing is flowing, of course, and through me, we're trying to get through this. Sometimes the vocal cords and this game not quite agree as to what we're saying at this point in time. Notice what it said. It said, and they worshiped the dragon. They gave him all that. Who's able to do this and that? The 42, okay, we talked about that. And then notice what it said here, verse 7. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints. Notice that. War with the saints. To overcome them, but I was given to him permission. And all the kindred of the tongue of the nations. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Look at And all that live in the earth shall worship him. Now, that's not us. That's the other side. But whose names that are not written in the Lamb's book of life, slain from the foundation of the world. That's the relationship that we have with our God, that we have our names in the Lamb's book of life. If any man hears, let him hear Then he goes on to say he leads into captivity, going into captivity, he must be killed with sword, he must be killed with therefore the patience and the faith of the saints. And notice all these things, all these things. Talking about that. The three brands upon the worshippers of the Antichrist. Notice what it says in verse 16. And he causes all. That same all is the same scripture or the same word that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So, this all has to be inclusive to the people everywhere, except the ones that have the Lord Jesus Christ. He causes all, both small, great, and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead. Now, if you know about technology today, you would be amazed. I mean, Even the iris of your eye put into certain circles, and when you would go open certain bank accounts, they would look at the, the very contour of your eye, check the iris out of your eye. That would be like a fingerprint. We have that today. But in that day, it's going to have a mark of the beast. It says, without that mark, you will not be able to buy or sell. You're not be able to do anything at all until you've come under his domain. Now, what are we talking about That There would be a false prophet. There would be the Antichrist. And this is what he's talking about here. The other beast came out of the earth, two horns like a lamb, and like a dragon. He exercised all the power of the first beast before him, causes all the earth and them to live therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. And he, what happened? He does these great wonders and that makes even fire come down from heaven on earth in the sight of men. Now, my Bible tells me, and I have been certain places, in fact, I was in a place that was kind of strange. A friend of mine and we went over there and we were asked to speak and we spoke and and they did strange things, like they would take money and try to stick it on the wall. They said that was going to be a testimony to the world. I said, well, I don't know about that. So they were acting according to signs. There are many churches around that are operating by sign. I'm not against the sign, but the Bible says the signs need to follow the believer, not lead the believer. Because we're living in days of deception. Did you realize the first thing that Jesus said in regard to his return, he said, let no man deceive you. So the first sign is deception. Deception will be the first sign in the coming of the Lord. We have so much deception today. Unless you work and live and breathe and move in the spirit of God, that he gives you the information needed to propel you to the places that you should and would go to. Now, we're looking at these things. He makes fire come down from heaven on earth in the sight of men. It's like a magic show, like all kind of things going on there. And look at verse 14. And deceiveth them that live on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast saying to them that live on the earth that they should make an image to the beast. Sounds to me like Daniel chapter two. And then Nebuchadnezzar has this great image. Read it. It's quite interesting. And so that's what they want to do is make a, a image of the beast. The image of the beast both speak and cause as many who worship the image should be killed. That's just like Daniel chapter two. And all that. Daniel three, how they did all those things, how they threw them in the, the fiery furnace. And then uh, again, it says he causes all those small and great and rich and poor to receive the mark in the right hand in the forehead, that no man will buy or sell, except those that have the mark or the name of the beast and the number of his name is written. Let him that has understanding count the number of the beast. For it is a number of a man, not a system. This is a number of a man. And his number is six hundred, three score six. Which is, you know, six, six, six. But that's what it gives us. People have tried to decipher that number tried to find out more about that number, but that's all the Word of God said. I do not like to add to the Word of God. If I don't know, I'll tell you I don't know. We can pray to the Holy Spirit, and he would give us information and teach us and bring us to that point in time. Now, again, speaking about the Antichrist, which is so amazing, and this is in Thessalonians, speaking about what the Antichrist will do. In Second Thessalonians, not first, Second Thessalonians, it gives information as regard to the end times. Uh let's begin just in that first verse. He said, Now we beseech you brethren, by the coming of our Lord, that has to be the rapture, and by our gathering together unto him. Now, the Bible tells us we're going to be taken up to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. He said, don't be troubled, don't be shaken in mind or troubled, neither by spirit or by word or by letter as from us, that the day of the Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you. And again, we're talking about deception. Let no man deceive you by any means for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. Now, we know that's already happening. People who used to go to church, used to serve God, are not doing it. There has been some falling away. But again, on that other side, too, we have seen a lot of people get saved and come to know Jesus as their personal Savior. But the second part here is after the falling away, it says that the man of sin will be revealed, the son of perdition, who's the antichrist. Now, what does he do? This is an amazing word. Who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God, or even is worship, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God? Well, that's loaded, right there. One of the things that the Antichrist has to do is to be in the temple of God. This has to be in Jerusalem, cannot be in any other part of the world. He will present himself to the Jewish people as a savior to them. They will think of him as a second Messiah. He will be nice, he will be lovely, he will be kind. But after the three and a half years, the mask will be taken off his face and he will come full force against Israel in destruction. And that's when Israel will cry unto the Lord their God at that point in time. We're living in most prophetic times, and all the way through the word of God, we hear more. So, in order for the Antichrist to appear and to show up with power, there must be a temple that is going to be built. It must be built in Jerusalem. It has to take place. Well, I don't know about the ramifications in regard to mosque or anything else. I don't really know. I don't know what's going to happen. There there could be a, a seismic thing happen. There could be war happen. I don't know what's going to take place. But that temple must be built in order for the Antichrist to sit in the temple and call himself God. Remember you not that when I was with you, I told you these things. Paul was speaking about this. The Apostle Paul was giving him information about that. And then what did he say? And now you know what withholds, that he might be revealed in his time. So what Paul is saying here, he said only in the timing of God will the Antichrist be revealed. Now, we don't know exactly when, but personally, I believe he's alive on the planet Earth now. He has not come to power. That has not yet happened. Everything has to fall into alignment. Every nation has to be weakened so that he will be ruler over all the nations. So that hasn't taken place yet. But yet in the monetary system, the euro dollar, everything else, whatever ruling force that we have today in regard to monetary, in regard to loans and all these other things that are happening. So he must be in control over that. Now, notice what it said. It said, now you know what he might be revealed in his time. That's the the time that God says, okay, you're doing your thing. Then he goes on to say for the mystery of iniquity, <clears throat> death already worked. Only he who now us will let, Until he be taken of the way. That is an interesting time period in itself. I believe that is the power of God in operation. I believe there will be people on the earth at that time. And we believe that the word of God will go forth with strength and power. Then he goes on to say, Then shall the wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with power and sign and lying wonders with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish. Why? Because they believe they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Look further on, verse 11, And for this cause, God would send them strong delusion that they would believe a lie that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but they had pleasure in unrighteousness. My, 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 my. Down to verse 13. But we are bound to give thanks always to our God for you. Brethren, beloved of the Lord, God hath beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification and the Spirit, Holy Ghost, and the belief of the truth. We are coming to that time period. Again, you have the spirit of Antichrist in the world. But soon, I don't know what the time period, we won't put time periods on. Because many times there have been people which felt that they had the correct time period. I remember years ago, a man wrote a book, 88 reasons why Christ would come in 1988. 88 came and went, and you couldn't find the man anymore. So he decided to write another book, but he still kept 88 down. He said 88 reasons why he said the man would come, and this was 89. That didn't happen. I was sitting in a dad's office one time, and he had this person from California. Never identified who they were. I don't know how they even got through to our phone system. And so, it was a very earnest call. He said, Brother Sumrall, Brother Sumrall. He said, yes. He said, "Uh, the world will be coming to an end at a certain date. I think it was June something, some crazy date in June. And the person paused for a minute. One was supposed to be on the 15th day of June. And then they cleared their throat and said, well, if it doesn't happen on the 15th, it'll probably happen on the 16th. Boy, did he slam that phone down. He would not talk to that person again. It, God is not scatterbrained. I'm telling you that. We've got a lot of people out there that really need some, That The elevator doesn't go all the way to the top floor. Some people like that in the world. But the Bible tells that the wisdom we receive is from God. So in talking about these things, we need to study in detail because there's much to say and much to go over, and we want to give proper time period for this. But in studying about it, it will cause you to have inside of you an area that you want more than anything else, to study the Word of God. That's our desire and design that God has for you, that you will be a student of the Word of God. That's what God wants. Amen. Well, the next time that we deal in the book of Daniel will be the last chapter. That will be chapter 12. Then we will take a time period off for a little while, and we will come back later. And we will be doing the book of Ephesians. Things are moving in rapidity, great speed. But as we see the world changing, the very atmosphere is changing, the very weather is changing, people are changing, everything around about changing. But aren't you glad that the word of God says, I am the Lord, I change not. (laughs) That's what we need, the solidity of the word of God how that we're founded in the Word, and the Word shall and will keep us. Amen? Amen. We're about ready to transition and go into the Holy Communion, and I want to read to you from 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Look over here, 1 Corinthians chapter 11. We will read and get ready for the Holy Communion. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 11, and as we read this, we want you to receive it in fullness that God has placed before us. It says, as often as you do this, that means if you need to do this every day, the Lord would be much pleased about that. Well, we find in the 23rd verse, in First Corinthians chapter 11, the information regarding the Lord's Supper. For I have received of the Lord, that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, And he said, Take heed. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup. And when he had up saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, This do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat of this bread and drink of this cup, you do show the Lord's death until he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat of this bread and drink of this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood (laughs) of the Lord. But let a man examine himself and let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation unto himself, not deserting the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak, and sickly among you, and many have premature rest. They die early. For we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. And when we are judged, we're chastened the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Can the Lord add the blessing to the reading of the word. Take the bread in your hand and hold it there. And we will say a prayer at this point in time that the Lord Jesus will touch you in such a marvelous way. Whatever pain, whatever sickness, whatever disease has attached itself to you, that in the name of Jesus, we're going to rebuke the enemy. Father, we thank you for the living bread. Your son Jesus was our living bread. And you had him, and he was born in Bethlehem, the house of bread, so he could become the living bread and dispense it to all the nations of the earth. We thank you that the bread that we eat today is symbolic of his body. And we take this with great joy. We take this believing that our body shall and will be healed. Shall we eat together in Jesus' name? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Lower to God. Amen. Receive now. Receive healing in your body. We Receive strength. Receive. Receive right now. I command your mind to become clear. I command peace to flow upon you. That the joy of the Lord will spring up inside your feet. Ha, ha 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 ha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More, 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 more. Hey, let the anointing of God flow right. Ha ha You ha. Oh, 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 oh. got the little joy that hits it right there. Take your cup. Hold your cup. Father God, we thank you for the cup. We thank you that Jesus paid the price. Eternal salvation. He took his blood and placed it in front of your throne. You received it. We thank you that by your blood we're set free. Body, soul, and spirit. We receive it and we drink in victory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Lord. God reigneth. That means He's in control. Hallelujah! 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 Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the. That's what you need to do right now is reach your hand, start thanking Him, giving Him praise, giving Him glory, giving Him honor. Say, "Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you you for healing me. Thank you for setting me free. Thank you in Jesus' name. Jesus' name." In Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. We give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for it, Lord next week, uh, be with us Monday, is between 8 and 9 and Tuesday, or well, between 6 and 7, we're still dealing with the fact of healing as the children of bread we have more to say about that it was interesting that we spoke last night on the power of the name of Jesus he can and will heal every situation and problem and need that you have the Bible says call on the name of the Lord, and you will be saved. Now, there might be some folks out there that are not even saved right now. You say, well, how do I get that salvation? Say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus Christ, come into my heart. Forgive me of every sin. Cleanse me with your precious blood. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I thank you for setting me free. I thank you that today I'm saved. By your blood. i am changed by your blood. My mind is free. My heart is free. My life is free. I will not look to where I have come from. I will look ahead and I will see Jesus. I will walk beside him. I will speak his words. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise. The Bible says by the confession of your mouth and by the believing of your heart. You're born again, read Romans ten nine and ten, and it gives you full information in regard to that. how that you're born again. in fact, I will read that to you at this time Romans ten nine and ten because it is a very powerful word given to us, and the word says, by the believing of your heart, by the confession of your mouth, you shall be saved. This is what it says. That if thou shalt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Why? Because with the heart, man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. And here's the beautiful thing here. In verse 13, the word of God says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hallelujah. Hear that? Anytime tragedy, pain, sorrow, anything, call on his name. Call on his name. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hallelujah. Now lift your hands, give him praise, give him glory, give him honor. We bless your name. We praise your name. We honor your name. We thank you for who you are. You are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. We magnify you, Lord. Our hands are lifted high. <laughs> Our heads are lifted high. Receiving the full blessing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We forgive anyone who has done anything to us. We say it's covered by the blood. We'll not remember it anymore. It's done away with. The peace of God shall rule our hearts and lives. The peace of God shall rule my life. The peace of God will visit me at night. The peace of God will visit me in the early morning times. The peace of God shall rule and reign in majesty. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. As I'm saying that word, praise him, I'm feeling God move power upon you, blessing upon you, grace upon you, the anointing of God upon you. Whatever country you're listening from, receive it now. Who? Oh, hallelujah. 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 I'm so privileged to bring this word to you today. I thank you, all the ones that have made it possible. I want to thank you from the depths of my heart. I thank you for those that are listening. Receive these words. In the name of Jesus, be blessed. Bye now.
0: God bless you. Oh, hi, Brother Frank. That was awesome, 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 awesome word from God. That was wonderful, absolutely wonderful. My goodness, learning so much on on the Book of Daniel. I just want to give you a quick email address and a quick. Phone number you can call if you need prayer, call 866 857 4837. That's 866 857 4837. You can call that number 24 7 for prayer, any any prayer you need. And also, if you need to contact me for any reason or you want to have a, a message for Dr. Frank Summer, you can send it to the Fire Talk email. At Fire Talk Radio Two at Yahoo dot com. That's the number two. So you go Fire Talk Radio Two at Yahoo dot com, and um, just know that uh, uh, also there is a Bible College that is called River Bible Institute, and also River School of Worship and River government. You can go to River School of dot com, of dot com and River Bible dot com. And you can call eight one three nine seven one nine 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 and you can get uh for you know, you can let them know that you heard about them through here and the next semester uh, starts starts Jan- on January 2nd is, is orientation for new students. And I'm delighted to tell you that I have been authorized to give you a scholarship. So if you've been wanting to go to a Bible college, really on, on fire, Holy Ghost filled Bible college, but you just thought, well, I don't have the money, the awesome thing is I have been, I have been, authorized to give you a scholarship. So congratulations on your scholarship. And congratulations to to you and also I've been authorized to give you permission to give anyone you know, family member, friend, a scholarship to Bible college. So that in itself is really exciting. I'm really, really excited about that. Now also I do know that I have some some friends uh listening Um, some listening in South Africa and I want to let you know that my pastor, Pastor Rodney Howard Brown and his wife, um, Pastor Donica Howard Brown are in they are in South Africa and they're doing they are doing a um it's it's called Eight Days of Glory. And uh it's and for some reason this is, this page is not working. Of course modern technology is giving me a hard time here. <laughs> Let's see what happens. It's not working. Just go to revival dot com. R E V I V A L dot com and you can go there and you can find out all the information, it even has on the home page. Where you can um where you can listen to this from, where you can actually watch it online as well, so that's pretty pretty awesome, so I'm looking to see, I know that it started and it's gonna be from the sixteenth of this month, but for whatever reason my computer is not working my screen froze, but I am very, very excited to tell you about that and uh, from the sixteenth of this month in South Africa, it's in, in over there in South Africa. It's in uh, and there's on the front page revival dot com. And then on the thirtieth of November to the December fifth will be they will be in England, in a part part of England. So check out revival dot com. You can find all kinds of cool stuff there. For some reason, my computer is not working and letting the page work. So, but uh, and uh, just a, a nice, a gentle reminder to to listen to uh, uh, to come and follow me on my homepage at blogtalkradio.com dot com forward slash Fire Talk Radio two, and that's with a number two. That so follow me on blogtalkradio slash I mean Radio dot com. Slash forward slash Fire Talk Radio two the number two and uh, and also check out the Facebook page. And I'd love to have you come visit. You can listen to any of the archives and uh, that have have taken place and that have been done. So you can listen to those at any time. And um, I'm trying to see why my. Why my computer has frozen on me, I can still I'm all right with the uh, with the um I'm live on the air, but for some reason it's not wanting to cooperate so revival.com will give you all the information you need you can check it out over there. I was gonna um and you know, I've just been so blessed to to have have people that anointed men and women of God that sing and and uh have worship and and um is, they've given they've given me permission to use their music on the air, so I am really, really excited about that. And uh I had uh just gonna look at one and I'm um, trying to make up my mind which one to play. And I'm going to play one by Leland and let Leland take us out here and oh, on Friday I have a show. It's called Twelve Pillars of Faith. And I'm gonna be doing uh, um I'm doing the heart this month, the spiritual heart, and maybe teaching on the hungry heart. So that will be this Friday and then Saturday I'm going to be continuing my series on Jesus, the Ultimate Healer. So you're more than welcome to join. And I look forward to that. I'm going to close with a song by Leland called Refresh Me. Until we meet again, remember that you are loved. You are valuable. You are accepted in the Beloved. And until we meet again... May God hold you in the palm of His hand and envelop you in His love. I was going to end with a song, but even my studio for some reason is not working. So, hopefully you can hear this, which I'm hoping you can, As I just want to, I can't work with studios, so there might, there might be a lot of dead air for another another 50 minutes or so but um, but just to let you know that uh, as I was saying God does love you and you are accepted in the beloved and even when man rejects us for whatever for whatever reason when he rejects us or in Jesus he re- we he, he, he were accepted by Jesus. And I'm grateful for that. It means that I, I don't have to... Even if nobody were to like me, God likes me. And He loves me. God likes you, and He loves you. And that's an awesome, awesome thing. I'm really, really grateful Now I'm going to close out for some reason. The studio is not working here, so my computer, I think I have to force a reboot. So you might have a wee bit of dead air there. I may be able to come back up in a minute and play a song. I may not, but if I don't, thank you so much for listening today. And um, as I said, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand and envelop you with this peace and this love.